Go home. Go home. Go home. All right, guys, and welcome to the Go Home Show. It's our second ever paper review show. I'm your host, Eric Bedour, along with my co-host, my best friend, my tag team partner, the man of my dreams, Bearded Dynamo. An excellent dress. I'm not done. Let me finish. Oh, sorry. Excellent dresser. Uh, beautiful jewelry. Uh, sharp dressed. Excellent shoes. Uh, beautiful house and a lovely family. Brian Abushaker. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Wow. That's it? I gave you that much, and I'm doing good is all I got back. Uh, I'm doing very good. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, it is another paper review show. Uh, at the time this is going to be out, I'm going to be up in E3, uh, seeing all the new games, meeting all the superstars, uh, hanging out, rubbing elbows with all your heroes, all your video game heroes, as we uh, as we talk about and try out all the new hot video games uh, at E3. <laughs> Brian, what are you most excited about for E3 this year? Uh, I think I'm the most excited about phantom pain really I, yeah honestly like i can't think of anything else that i would care as much about mm-hmm. i it did just dawn on me that uh the last really big convention we went to um in seattle at pax ultimate warrior was there and we had a chance to see him and we both went i, I don't nah. want to i didn't want to be around him hey yeah. you know what there we said some very disparaging things i mostly said a lot of disparaging things well i agree with about <laughs> about the ultimate warrior and then he died the day we recorded it and then I kind of felt bad, but I didn't feel that bad because I, I stand by what I said. We had an opportunity to meet him, and like I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be around him. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't want to be around him. I was afraid he was going to lose his mind. He just he's a giant dude who has a history of like being really crazy, mm-hmm. and then he's just around a whole bunch of nerds for like four hours. I'm around nerds for way longer than that, and it's really hard for me to contain myself. Yeah. So I don't even want to be around Ultimate Warrior when he just goes, mm. oh, I'm going to get you. Like, I don't want I don't want that. God, I hate so, when he does that. So I just, I said, no, thank you. I don't want to do it. But we did see a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, who had their face painted like the Ultimate Warrior, because you can get that done there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're going to have that at E3. I don't think, Brian, I'm going to go put uh, my neck out on the line here, mm-hmm. put my credibility on the line. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think Ultimate Warrior is going to be showing up at E3 this year. Wow. Controversial opinion. I just don't think he's going to be there. Well, he told us he was going to live on forever. <laughs> and, then, and then the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so, paper review number two. We picked, and you picked, we actually got emails about this. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, let's get hyped about a new Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank's coming up. Let's do Money in the Bank. Why not do the first Money in the Bank? It was four years ago. Right. Let's see how the WWE landscape has changed in those four years. Yep. Uh, if I had to sum up WWE in 2010 in one <laughs> word, that word would be directionless. <laughs> Man. Boring is what I would use. It, like, really mm-hmm. tough. Really t- When they're almost doing some really interesting stuff and then... Or not, and then, man, they're putting their money on some guys who are just not going to be, like, anything. And, and then there, there are just so many things throughout the whole show that you just feel like it's just hackney and really forced and just hard to get behind. It, Kansas City is a pretty good crowd, mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. And they were for the big matches where you go, wow, these are going to be nuts. But then, like, the smaller matches, mm. so quiet. And, hey, Kansas City... 
honestly, not your fault. No. I, I wouldn't have been cheering for the Usos versus the Hart Dynasty either when neither team meant anything to anyone. Yeah. Honestly. Th- this was at a time in WWE where they were really like... Yeah, third generation stars. Yeah, it was a lot of like, would these, hey, that whole match, holy shit, that just dawned on me. And we'll talk about that match. Yeah. Would any of those people have jobs if if they weren't hearts or snookas or whatever? No, none of those people would be there if they weren't. And this is, I mean, that's why I'm bringing it up. That's what I wrote down. None of those people would be there if they weren't legacy wrestlers. That's so interesting. Ted DiBiase Jr. wouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh, Cody Rhodes wouldn't be there. The only person who's made hit like pulled his weight and is worth his weight in gold is Randy Orton. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. That's why I can't get behind those matches. That's mm-hmm. why I didn't want them to do it at NXT because it's like you're not. He, the reason I care about those two wrestlers is not because they are the son of, um, you know, of uh, Ric Flair and then like the niece of Bret Hart. It's because they're actually fun wrestlers. Yeah. It. It was. It's weird to see wrestling because it has this, it's and it's always had it, mm-hmm. this air of nepotism of, yeah. uh, like, bring my kids in, and now they're second generation. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, but now it's gotten to wrestling has been around for so long, we have these third generation people. Yeah. And wrestling loves a built-in story mm-hmm. to have something to go around, mm-hmm. and that's what you get with second and third generation superstars. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you don't develop a gimmick and all you are is the son of someone, yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah, like Ted DiBiase Jr., wh- why do you have the million-dollar belt? You know what's really funny about that, too? And we are like, we should like really jump into this pay-per-view, but yeah. I really want to keep talking about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Cody Rhodes were teamed together with Randy Orton, and they were legacy. Right. When Legacy kind of split from Randy Orton and everyone looked at that tag team of DiBiase and Cody Rhodes, everyone was going, well, DiBiase is going to make it. Cody Rhodes will just fall by the wayside. <laughs> That's incredible to me. Like, DiBiase just went, I don't want to do this anymore. And he left. Yeah. That was it. He just left. Which is weird. And and Cody Rhodes is still around and mm-hmm. he's still in, like, semi-mains and, and he's, like, a name. Yeah. But what a weird, and this and that was WWE this time, too. Picking the wrong horse. Yeah. Man, if if Money in the Bank 2010 Raw, like Money in the Bank match, yeah. doesn't show you that WWE was just like grasping at straws, <laughs> I don't know what else will. Those, like, it. that is a weird mix of older dudes yeah. and, hey, some guys were, yeah, get behind these guys. Get yeah. behind these guys. Oh, no, no one is. Nobody no one. is. So weird. No stories, that's why. Really, really bizarre. Mm-hmm. So this is a fun pay-per-view. I like going back just a few years to see where everything's different. Yeah. And uh, let's dive in to uh, Money in the Bank 2010. Mm-hmm. So uh, our announced team is Jerry the King Lawler, Michael Cole, and Matt Stryker. Uh, anything to say about that? Man, uh, what a great first impression Matt Stryker makes. Uh-huh. And then does not live up to it. I agree. The and- more I hear Matt Stryker, I just go, can you just stop? Just stop. At first, I'm like, whoa, hey, Matt Stryker, why aren't you around? And then by the end of the event, I'm like, now I see why you're not around. <laughs> so our first match was the SmackDown Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Kofi Kingston, who is the Intercontinental Champ at the time. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, who's wearing a vest and uh, kind of funny gloves. Uh, Christian, dashing Cody Rhodes. Who's Tyler Breeze. Yes. Uh, Matt Hardy, who is wearing a wife beater type shirt. Because uh, he's fat. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Back when he was, like, the chosen one, Drew McIntyre. Well, he came out to, like, country western music? No, it's a, it's a song by, like, Stained or something. My dream broken dream. I'll make Dale call Drew. 
It's uh, not a very good song. No, it's not. Uh, and it starts really weird. What is yours? No, it's it starts so like abruptly. It's bizarre. Uh, also had Kane and mm-hmm. the Big Show. So that is a solid mid card core group of guys yeah. who could easily be pushed into a main event picture, mm-hmm. which is the point of Money in the Bank. And if you don't understand that Money in the Bank now is King of the Ring, yeah. it's the modern King of the Ring. Yeah, get on board. Because that's what we're, that's what Get you're watching. Board. When people go, oh, King of the Ring, you got Money in the Bank. Yep, that's it is. It's for a different time because yeah. it's more exciting and it's a way to propel people upward. Yeah, uh, not two months of tournament shit. Yep, it condenses it all into one event. And that's not saying I don't love King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. We both really enjoy tournament wrestling and everything, but it's for a different time. Yeah, uh, tournament wrestling now I don't think works really like quite as well. Even though we just had two tournaments recently, I see title number one contendership and uh, NXT Women's thing yeah but uh, but I one of those didn't work very well and the yeah. other one ha- worked out of necessity there you go so uh so uh some notes from the match mm-hmm. kane and big show started out the slugging it out yeah uh, the two giants in that i thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh and then big show trying to climb the ladder and it's snapping was like so goofy that i loved it really yeah uh, because it was just like he stepped on it and i went he was he can't climb a ladder i the the first thing i wrote down when big show came out was has big show ever won a ladder match I don't think he has. I don't know that he's been in a lot. I don't know that he's been in a lot. I think that might be the only one that he's been in. <laughs> and then the other thing, I was okay with stepping on the ladder breaking, mm-hmm. but then when he gets he, mad and he backs the ladder <laughs> so and it funny. snaps, I'm just like, all right, now I'm out of it. Yep. This is stupid. I loved it. I love that. It was like so fucking dumb. Like, uh, hey, I can like suspend disbelief for a while, but it gets to that point and I just go, uh, all right, yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> Uh, other notes, I, Drew, Drew McIntyre was getting a, precent, a pretty decent heel reaction. Yeah, he was. Um, for an opening match for a SmackDown guy for a mid-card type group, Yeah, he was getting a nice amount of booze. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That was interesting, and it's mm-hmm. it's interesting to see where he's at now with 3MB. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, he kind of breaks away and does some stuff later. I hope later. so. Uh, he ends up on an announce table, and then Kofi Kingston... Uh, does a boom drop off the top of the ladder to Drew McIntyre through the table. That was a pretty cool spot. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a note where uh, Big Show catches Dolph Ziggler Dude. in midair with yeah. a choke slam. Ziggler was like so on the money with that. We're fall- he fell straight down and Big Show's hand was just right there. Everything about that like really worked. Stop me if you have any notes or whatever, but um, anything you want to bring in because I thought that spot was Awesome. There, there were a lot of really interesting spots in this match. I really liked them. I liked, uh, I liked the double DDT by Matt Hardy and Christian. I love, yep. I love the interesting teamwork in ladder matches like this, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we're all fighting for one thing, but let's get some kind of cool teamwork going in, like two people you wouldn't see work together, like Matt Hardy and Christian. Many alliances form in matches like that, and I always find that interesting yeah. because it's like, how long will that last? And we saw a mini alliance between Kofi Kingston and, and uh, Cody Rhodes yeah. for a second where they think they pulled like Kane out, yeah. and then as soon as they got Kane out, they just started beating the shit out of each other. I really like, that like, was fast. My, I think the, the two things I had from this, uh, from just the overall of this mm-hmm. match, I really liked how Cody Rhodes was in this match. And I really, it, even back then, Kane was amazing. Yeah. I mean, four years, like, I felt like, oh, now it's like, oh, new development. Kane, Kane is like, ah, uh, he's been consistent. No, dude, no. Th- he's been consistent for like the last decade. The guy's a workhorse. He, he's so, you can put him anywhere. You can put him anywhere and he's still fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you wouldn't think a six foot, 10, you know, seven yeah. foot tall guy would be fun in a ladder match. Like you would expect him to be like Big Show. 
No, he's like jumping off stuff, like doing crazy spots. I really enjoyed Kane in yeah. this match. I thought he was really I thought he's a really cool addition. And mm-hmm. he was in the middle of an interesting storyline where someone had attacked Undertaker. Yeah. And he was attacking people. Kane had a Kane was trying to find out who it was. And he was attacking people. He was attacking Jack Swagger and yeah. Cody Rhodes and uh, all these different people backstage. And then if you go on to see the storyline out, uh it turns out Kane was the one who attacked The Undertaker, and that led to a couple of pretty decent matches yeah. with Kane as the World Heavyweight Champion against uh, Undertaker. I think one at Hell in a Cell, and that was pretty good. Ooh, I'll have to look at that one. Yeah, so I, I suggest uh, a couple of those matches, because I thought this was... Kane has ebbs and flows of, like, this is a really good storyline, and then Kane's back to, like, being a mid-card guy, and then he has a really good storyline, mm-hmm. but he's always good in everything yeah. that he does, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Kofi leaping onto the ladder was really cool. Yeah. Like a, he was like a springboard cat. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome. What made me laugh was Big Show's giant ladder, which was just two ladders like joined together at the top, painted gold. <laughs> it would just it looked so goofy and they're like, This can hold a ton. It's two ladders. It was this it was so dumb. I love it! You didn't like that? I, I, I thought that was great. I I liked it because this was back at a time when it was still sort of the PG area era of WWE. So you had this sort of like farcical big show that, Hey, that you're right. And that's an excellent way to describe a lot of the bigger guys where it's like, Whoa, these, (laughs) this land of giants, but he really is actually good at selling being a giant. Like he can make, and I'm granted he's, you know, wrestling guys who are my height, six feet tall and he's a foot taller. (laughs) Uh So it helps. But, it really took me out of it when they focused so much on him trying to get the ladder in the ring. That was so funny. And he couldn't. He couldn't do it. And the he crowd, had zero leverage. And the crowd was like, the crowd was losing it. I thought that was great. And then he puts it on like the second rope and like pulls it yeah. in. I thought that was really funny. I yeah. thought that was great. Um, that drop kick to Kofi Kingston by Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. I thought was a really cool spot. Yeah. Cody Rhodes had some like awesome like hang time on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, a couple of cool spots where crossroads on Kofi Kingston into a ladder and yeah. then uh, Drew McIntyre, I thought, climb, like trying to climb and then uh, getting big booze was really interesting. Kane dropping the Big Show to the outside and then Big Show getting buried by ladders. That was awesome. I thought that was a really cool, it, it was an interesting way to take somebody out of a match. And I know that we complained about people getting buried in last man standing matches last week. Yeah. But I think this is different to take one element out Yeah, and keep the match going absolutely it's not the it's not the same thing you aren't winning the match over one person by burying them Mm -hmm. it's several other factors and they all work together to bury one person yeah i thought um makes everybody look strong makes all the small guys look smart enough to take out a big guy yeah and doesn't make the big guy look bad because he had 13 ladders yeah exactly so i thought that was pretty cool kane cleaned house and then uh he goes to climb the ladder, and then Dolph Ziggler climbs him and the ladder like a spider monkey. That was... I thought that was awesome. Hey, man, that took gut. I was thinking, like, I don't even like climbing regular ladders. Yeah, I know. I don't like climbing ladders at all. Dolph nervous. Ziggler climbed a ladder and climbed a man on a ladder to continue climbing a ladder mm-hmm. to get on the back of the man. Like, it was crazy. Dolph using a sleeper hold was weird. Uh, that's what he used to use when he first started. When he when he was in WWE, that was, like, his finish. Huh. Yeah, isn't that weird? A sleeper hold was yeah. his finish, not yeah. a zigzag? Uh, not for a while, yeah. Wow. Isn't that bizarre? If would... you go back and watch, uh, I suggest, I think it was 2010, maybe it's 2011, bragging rights for the, inter- it was Intercontinental versus US Championship, I think, and it was Dolph Ziggler against Daniel Bryan at huh. bragging rights, and it was really good, 
But that was like his thing, was a sleeper hold. I'd, I'd like to see him bring that back. I would not. I don't like sleeper holds. I don't like him for too long. Uh, then you don't like sleeper holds. I guess, uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you. They are, they are predicated upon length. Yeah. Uh, Christian and, uh, Matt Hardy took a really nasty spill off the top of the ladder. Yeah. I thought that looked really good. And then, uh, Kane chokeslamming Kofi Kingston onto some ladders on Big Show. And then he goes on to win. So Kane wins the SmackDown Money in the Bank match. Mm-hmm. Um, thought that was interesting because Kane was in the middle again of that, very uh, different storyline, and mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, where does this kind of take us? And we will see in about an hour where that takes us yes. in this pay-per-view. Um, we get a Seamus promo backstage. <laughs> My only note is his accent is way thicker. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. His accent was super fucking was thick. Was it? Oh, yeah. Huh. It was like, I don't know if it was on purpose or if he's just been in the U.S. for four years, so it kind of like, you know, goes, yeah. it kind of dissipates it a little bit. a little. Yeah. It was like really heavy. Hmm. I thought so. Maybe it's just me. Uh, but I was I was too busy looking at his hair. Man, what the fuck? That's like the longest his hair's ever been. Like, it was so tall. That was bizarre. So, How do you get it to stay up like that? Uh, I don't know. A lot of gel. Jesus Christ. I don't know. It's bad. Um, next, we had Eve Torres against Alicia Fox. Eve Torres, the month previous to this pay-per-view, had lost the Divas title mm-hmm. in uh, a Fatal 4-Way match where e- Alicia Fox came in and stole the title. Uh, there were a couple of big bumps right here at the beginning, but the crowd is mostly dead for this. This is what we were talking about, where it's like the crowd didn't care for a lot of this. Yeah. Um, I guess Alicia Fox always used that tilt to backbreaker. Yeah. Like, always. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's so weird to see her back then because it's been, uh, like, a huge development for yep. her now. Mm-hmm. She's so much more fun to watch, but she still had that really cool axe kick or what? Yeah, yeah, what the, that, that scissor kick at the end. I actually really like the ending of this match. Yeah. Um, I like Eve Torres as a diva. I thought she was pretty good. She would kind of like go and try stuff and do different kind of bumps. Yeah. That, um, second rope, almost like a swanton. It was just like that flip. Yeah. Into like the senton type thing. And then Alicia Fox brings the knees up and then goes for that scissor kick. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. I thought that looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, and, and anything of note of that match? It, no, it's just weird to think that there were, I, I get that at the time it was two separate shows. Yeah. Very individual. Mm-hmm. So it's weird that there were two women's like belts mm-hmm. uh, but i get it. it yeah it's just weird and we will we will get to that i made a note of that later mm-hmm. and i want to bring up another match mm-hmm. um alicia fox right now compared to four years ago interesting yeah i always think she's like very athletic mm-hmm. a little screamy whatever now she's wrestling. a diva that comes in and is like nuts and fun to watch she's interesting for the first time in her career and she's a diva that when she comes on screen, I don't go, oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, this girl's hot. I want to watch this. Yeah. It's, oh, she's fucking nuts and her character's different. Yep. I want to watch this. Yeah. So, hey, that's cool. Let's That's moving in the right direction. Exactly. Right? That's cool. That's I building like that. a character instead of just having a gimmick. Yep. Yeah. It's it's making someone do something mm-hmm. and having people go, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's interesting. We get a SmackDown replay next of uh, Jack Swagger cutting a promo with his dad. <laughs> I hope that's actual Jack Swagger's dad. Was this before or after they showed him on the phone with his mom? That was. This is before, because we get to that. Okay. Uh, so Dad Swagger's in the ring with Jack Swagger. Dad Swagger. <laughs> uh, Jack, and then Kane interrupts, and Kane's going to uh, beat them all up, and he's going to chokeslam both of them. Yep. And uh, it does not go... According to plan, as uh, Kane uh, lets go of Jack Swagger, and Jack Swagger, and then Dad Swagger gets choke slammed as Jack Swagger turns his back on Dad Swagger, and uh, then he Jack Swagger walks up the ramp, and Dad Swagger eats a tombstone. 
So was Kane a heel? Yeah, uh, yes. And we're supposed to think Jack Swagger is the face? No. He, Kane is crazy at oh. this point. Oh. That, that's all that was. Oh, is okay. Kane is nuts, and somebody attacked The Undertaker, and he's got to find out who. Yeah, ah. there you go. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little cloudy, right? Yep. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Directionless. Yeah. <laughs> WWE 2010. Directionless. Oh, man. Uh, so after that, uh, Mom Swagger is on the phone with Jack Swagger, and she is yelling at him about Dad Swagger, and he says, Mom, shut up, which was great. Well, granted, he was probably just yelling at himself. He was. There, the there was no one on the phone. <laughs> and he was on the phone for like a minute. <laughs> just yelling. And I'm sitting there watching this going, why are we spending so much time on this? Why? He sucks talking. He shouldn't be allowed to talk. It's really weird to think of him as he was like a big time player. Yeah. On SmackDown. The All-American American. Yep. There you go. Weird. So next we have um, the Usos. Against the Hart Dynasty mm-hmm. for the Unified Tag Team Championships. I hate, I fucking hate the Unified Tag Team Championships. Me too. It, it is the same problem that I have with the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Why, why are we carrying so many belts? I don't... To, to whose benefit are all the belts? And I don't understand it because we're supposed to have two separate brands. Nope, not with the tag team things. You can hop. Why? Because... You don't have enough tag teams in WWE to flesh out a whole division. You have enough divas to have a women's division and a divas division, but you don't have enough tag teams. Brian, the tag match is the Hart Dynasty against the Usos. Four years before anyone cares about the Hart Dynasty or the Usos. Oh my god. This, this is just stupid. It. Uh, my note here, uh, the Usos come out with Tamina to no reaction. Yeah. The Hart Dynasty comes out with Natty. To some reaction. Mm-hmm. Tyson Kidd looks like Tommy Pickles. You <laughs> <laughs> looked so stupid with his hair. Like, the, the funny thing for me is, just to comment on this specifically, wrestler's appearance, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it works in the ring. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be like a punk-looking kid, like a piece of little shit. Like, you fucking aren't supposed to like him. He has to go outside in real life. <laughs> With that haircut. <laughs> Kane has to go outside when he has his weird fucking hair with that weird fucking hair. Google Kane, like, just out at, like, the RNC, yeah. like, Republican National Convention. See him hanging out with, like, fucking Huckabee and shit. It's weird. They have to, like, live that. Yeah, that's living the gimmick, man. Uh, so, again, Tyson Kidd looks like Tommy Pickles. Uh, the Usos are now, uh, you can tell them apart. As we no longer have uh, Unoso and Tuso, we have Pantso and Shortso. <laughs> oh, God. Go back to being Pantso and Shortso. I, I, I'm down for it. Go back to having a boring entrance. Jesus Christ. Okay. There's a thing. I, I had read or seen an interview with Daniel Bryan where he was talking about the important things. Like, when he was in Mexico, he learned that an important thing for wrestling is what your entrance is. Yeah. Uh, and so he does the yes thing down to the ring and the crowd's all into it. And Mm -hmm. that he made that his thing. You've learned the importance of an entrance. Neither team in this match did no anything of interest for their entrance. No, they just walked down and Tamina looked like a man. Yep. Uh, I really like the alley-oop to the Samoan drop. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stryker kept calling it the alley-oose. Shut the fuck up. Shut your stupid fucking mouth. Ali Oos, I'm gonna slap your fucking teeth in. God damn it. Shut he called it that like several times. Hey man, Ali Oos, not catching on. Nope. Stop it. Um 
Panso tries for a Samoan splash, but it gets reversed uh, by Tyson Kidd. Gets his knees up. Uh, David Hart Smith gets the tag. He's the son of the British Bulldog, and I wish he would have stayed in WWE because that guy could have been somebody. Mm -hmm. He has so much, like... When he gets, like, mad and starts, like, running through people, he has a believable size where I go, you really look like you could run through people. He's got the look. He he had something to him, but I just don't think that he had... I don't think he just wanted to be there. He mm -hmm. wanted to go to Japan and wrestle, like, a Japanese style. Huh. So he wrestles in the indies in the U.S., and then goes to Japan and wrestles a Japanese style. Cool. That's what he likes. Cool. Hey, man, good for him. Yeah. I love when people want to take time and go to, like, the indies and do their own shit. That's cool. Yeah. Don't feel like WWE is the only thing you have to do. Mm -mm. It's great. There's a lot of stuff going on in the indies. Mm -hmm. uh, next note. I hate that if your name is Hart, you have to do a sharpshooter. Me too. The sharpshoot, I hate, this is why I hate Legacy Wrestling. Because it pigeonholes you to use a certain move set. Yep. And I like Cody Rhodes doing the gold dust, uh, you know, uh, the, bump the to... Yeah, the drop down uh, uppercut. Yeah. I like that because, hey, that's nice homage to your brother. It's not, like, directly related. It'd be like if he did do the bionic elbow. Yeah, exactly. I would hate if he did the bionic elbow. I'm glad he doesn't do the bionic right, elbow. Right, he just does moves from all of his friends. Yeah. But that's fine because he ha that's, like, he made that his thing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm okay with that. But it's not, like... Imagine The Rock has a kid and he's a wrestler and he just does all The Rock's moves. <laughs> I just want to see The Rock do it. I yeah. don't want to see Little Rocky doing it. Mm -hmm. So th this is why I hate that, especially with Bret Hart, because he's so formidable. When other people do the sharpshooter, I think it diminishes it. I, I absolutely agree because they don't do it the way he does it, which is no. so tight, so clean. Yes. Hey, there's a reason they call him the excellence of execution. Watch a Bret Hart sharpshooter and then watch a Natalia sharpshooter mm -hmm. and go, why are we doing this? I hate I hate seeing other people do the sharpshooter. The only person who I liked seeing do the sharpshooter was The Rock. He did it so bad. That's the worst <laughs> sharpshooter. But it's because why is The Fucking Rock doing a sharpshooter? It's not because he did it well. It's because I loved seeing a guy who doesn't use submission moves use the most iconic fucking sharpshooter he, he just, ever. He just does it so fucking poorly. He like... The the point of the sharpshooter is that it's a figure four leg lock, and then you turn them over so the all their legs are locked up, and it's all in the back. Mm -hmm. The rock ties them up at like the ankles and just goes <laughs> with his mouth wide open. What the fuck? I love it. It's, it's stupid so as hell. So David Hart Smith puts the sharpshooter on Panso. <laughs> Panso taps out. Um, this is after Tyson Kidd jumped on Shortso on the outside, mm -hmm. and uh, Tamina got laid out by uh, Natty. So uh, the Hart Dynasty goes on. Yep. What a hard-fought victory in front of a quiet, quiet crowd. With four uh, belts. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Next, we have Jack Swagger and Rey Mysterio in a World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Rey Mysterio is the champion. The focus of this match in the uh, little video package that we got is that uh, it's Rey Mysterio's injured ankle mm -hmm. uh, because of Jack Swagger and Jack Swagger's deadly ankle lock. Um, I actually think Jack Swagger's ankle lock is pretty cool. I like I, it. I like it. I and, like that um, it's an elevated ankle lock. It, it's different. It's like a Kurt Angle type thing, mm -hmm. and it looks good. Um, don't forget, that, again, that Jack Swagger was a big-time guy on SmackDown. Yeah. He was, like, a main event dude. There was a time where, like, Jack Swagger was in storylines and wasn't just, like, getting beat up by, like, his former tag team partners <laughs> and, like, Adam Rose and stuff. That is, like, a real thing. Yeah. Uh, really, really nice top rope belly-to-belly -belly suplex. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a really, really cool move. Um. It looked good. Jack Swagger slipped a little bit, but I thought Rey Mysterio still sold it really well. Yeah. And then, uh, nice split leg moonsault by Rey Mysterio. Uh, he's kind of playing up that injured leg. He's hobbling around a little bit, uh, things like that. 
Um, you have any notes so far? Yeah, I I really like actually seeing Jack Swagger in a match. Mm-hmm. He back then he was a lot more intense, mm-hmm. which I wish they would bring back. Mm-hmm. But it was cool to see him flesh out his set of moves mm-hmm. because he actually is a lot of fun. He knows a lot of uh, really interesting high impact moves. He pulls them off really cleanly and well. He just he can't talk, yeah. so stick him with a mouthpiece and you know push him, but. I, I just I would love to see him actually do more moves while wrestling. That, I agree. That's my biggest problem I think right now with WWE is that you throw people in three to five minute matches and you don't get to see their move set. Yeah, you just get to see the four signatures and a finish. Yeah. Um after that split leg moonsault by Rey Mysterio, he goes for that wheelbarrow bulldog, but Ray, but Jack Swagger catches him, that wheelbarrow into a, jo- a German suplex. That looks so I thought good. that looked really, really mm-hmm. good. What Rey Mysterio does really well is be the underdog and put guys over as, like, really, really strong. Yeah. I thought that Jack Swagger looked incredibly strong in this match. Man, what an extreme, like, size difference. Yep, and it looked really good. Yeah. Uh, again, it plays up to uh, Rey Mysterio's underdog. Mm-hmm. There was an Oklahoma slam from the second rope. Jack Swagger has uh, Rey Mysterio in the Oklahoma slam, slam position. And then Rey Mysterio turns around to a spinning DDT. Holy shit, that looked awesome. Yeah. I thought that was such... that. That was such a cool move. I think that should have been the finish to the match. It should have. I thought that was really great. I didn't think we had to do the 619, but I thought the finish that they did in this match was actually pretty good. I thought it was and a really it, creative it, finish. And it, it played into the uh it played into the storyline pretty well. Mm-hmm. So Rey Mysterio goes for the 619 and then a springboard, mm-hmm. and then Jack Swagger catches him on that springboard and he goes into the ankle lock. And from the ankle lock, Rey Mysterio gets out, but then Swagger hits him with two Swagger bombs. <gasps> the top rope, or the, the middle rope little bomb thing that he does. Mm. Uh, after that, Jack Swagger's now taking his time. He puts Rey Mysterio in the ankle lock. But Rey Mysterio has loosened the boot, a la Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Uh, slips right out. Uh, Jack Swagger, confused, turns around. Hurricanrana by Rey Mysterio. One, two, three. That is why it's a Hurricanrana, because it's a pinning predicament. Just so you know. That is the difference between a Hurricanrana and a head scissors. Ah. I taught I taught everyone something today, I hope. There you go. Uh, that is the end of that match. Rey Mysterio retains off that Hurricanrana. Yeah. Jack Swagger is very upset. Rey Mysterio, Booyaka, celebration time. That's my Pueblo. <laughs> Jack Swagger, very upset after this, vic- after this victory by Rey Mysterio. He attacks Rey Mysterio post-match. He's beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, he is. And then Kane comes down and makes the save. He's <sighs> beating up Jack Swagger because of Jack Swagger's... Uh, supposed involvement with the Undertaker thing. Yeah. Takes him all the way backstage, and uh, Rey Mysterio is still fucked up, and he's like, okay, but I win, okay. He puts his boot on, okay. And then, Kane's pyro goes off, he comes out, mm-hmm. cashing in the money in the bank that he won an hour earlier. Awesome. I thought that was great. That's my moment of the night. I agree. I thought that was really cool, and it showed Kane as unstable, weird, and crazy. Yep. And formidable. Yeah. Uh, he just goes in, Rey Mysterio tries to get out of the way, uh, Chokeslam, Tombstone, Piledriver, New World Heavyweight Champion. Yep. Uh, great. Automatically elevating Kane. I loved it. Yep. I thought, what a great way to have, for the first ever Money in the Bank pay-per-view, you have, have like... Uh, you have an immediate cash-in. That's it, great. It is a great immediate payoff for a pay-per-view. Yep. It's like, oh, fuck, we missed Money in the Bank. Oh, there's a title change. Oh, it's off the Money yep. in the Bank thing. I think that's great. It's great. Really, really cool. Uh, next, you get a Y2J and Edge promo backstage where um, they're both talking about cashing in and all that stuff. There's that... Um, the tension between the two, and I love quiet Y2J. This is probably one of... I love cocky Y2J in WCW. Mm-hmm. I loved him in WWF. I liked when he feuded with China. Yeah. I like when he was a <laughs> world heavyweight champion. Yeah. First unified champion. I loved him as a face, as a heel. Quiet Chris Jericho is so interesting to me 
because he took a character that is so brash, turned it completely on its head, mm-hmm. and was completely refreshed. I I felt like this back like I was like nervous watching yeah, this. I, it was like so awkward it feeling, was so tense, and yeah, I was you, like you could feel nervous. Like the, it was like these two guys had a history. Mm-hmm. They didn't like each other. No. It was playing to something. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was really cool. The only thing I don't like when Chris Jericho uses that voice. When he's like, when he just when he talks, um, but that's his thing. Come get you, Edge. But that's that was at a time where wrestle. I mean, wrestling has always been very, very loud. Very, hey, brother, dude, Jack, brother, brother. I'm gonna get you, dude, brother, Jack, Jack, hey, brother. Like it's all yelling and like, brother, dude, hey, hey, whatever. Yeah. Chris Jericho took that, like, bravado. Yeah. Condensed it, made it quiet, and when everyone's loud, you listen to the quiet guy. Yeah. And that's why Bray Wyatt works. Hmm. Ta-da! There you go. Uh, so their promo backstage is pretty good. Uh, then we get Kelly Kelly with Tiffany, who is now the uh, knockouts referee in TNA, if you didn't know. Oh, um, I didn't. And Drew McIntyre's, I think, ex-wife or ex-girlfriend. I don't know. Huh. Uh, against Layla with Michelle McCool. My first note, Lay Cool Forever, 100 Years Forever. Please. I love Lay Cool. Me Lay too. Cool, you rule. I love Lay Cool. What the fuck... What the fuck was Michelle McCool wearing, like, bedazzled flawless down her back? I love it. It looks so fucking stupid that I just go, this is great. Yep. That is such, like, white trash bullshit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm th- I think I'm hot. Bedazzled. Yep. Flawless. Down my back. No. No, you don't. Layla either. has a hoodie that says famous. If you have to have the word famous on something, <laughs> you're not famous. And that's why that's awesome. Yes, I love this team. I wish they would bring back Michelle McCool just so that yep. Lay Cool could be back I together. I love Lay Cool again. So, this is for the women's title. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about how there's a Divas Championship and a Women's Championship. Yeah. Co- Brian. Co-Women's Championship. Brian, at the time, there were three women's titles in the WWE. I don't even get this. This is I needed your help on it because I wrote this down. Why were okay? So there were co WWE women's champions. Correct. Did they hold the titles individually or concurrently? If you pinned one, were you also co WWE women's champion? No, no, I don't think so. Could I think the, it was. I think it was like a Freebirds rule type thing. Could Michelle McCool actually lose the women's championship because for, for Layla? Yes. So yes. So I think the way it worked is because they beat Beth Phoenix in a two on one handicap match for the women's championship. Layla pinned Beth Phoenix. Okay. But because it's a handicap match, they were a team, and they didn't... I think what happened is that Layla had the title and didn't want to, like, give it up, and Michelle's like, no, I won too, and, like, they were pulling at it. Yeah. This is a real thing. You can find it on YouTube, oh. I think, where they're pulling at it, and it breaks in half. Yeah. They're so strong, they pull the belt apart. So, they were co-WWE Women's Champions. Right. So, I believe it was a Freebirds rule type thing where one oh. of them would have to defend it, but they would loot, like... The Freebirds rule is that there were three guys on this team. Two at any time, there was like a tag team title match. Right. Two of those three guys would defend whoever it was, and whoever lost, they all lost. Like that's how it worked. <laughs> so it was a Freebirds. That was a modern Freebirds rule for the women's championship, uh, which <laughs> was the most interesting thing in this match. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought there was a, a cool little apron spot where mm-hmm. Layla pulls the mm-hmm. apron and uh, beats Kelly's leg. That was all right. Michelle McCool's back saying flawless was great. The K two which is a uh, Famouser 
sort of, but slow and shitty, which is, uh, <laughs> uh, I think Kelly Kelly's finish yeah. was really weird. And then the pin got fucked up and then she didn't get her leg in and then Michelle McCool got involved and it was like, this is a clusterfuck. Get me out of here. Yeah. Um, the Michelle McCool sitting above Kelly Kelly and going, I'm not touching her. I'm not doing anything. And then getting pushed backwards. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was really, that was really, really funny. funny. Um, and then Layla wins with a sunset flip reversal. That was it. Any yeah. other notes? Uh, Matt Stryker was really creepy at the end of yeah, the match. Yeah, I agree. He was doing what? like an Austin Powers impression or some shit. Yeah, it was weird. He, he was, was like, just talking baby talk yeah, to them. Yeah, he's yeah, he's uncomfortable to listen to, uh, uh, always now. Uh, right after that, we get the Raw Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw Money in the Bank contenders are Randy Orton, the World's Strongest Man, Mark Henry, the United States Champion at the time, The Miz, <laughs> Ted DiBiase Jr. with Marisa, uh, da, 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 uh, John Morrison, Chris Jericho, Evan Bourne, and Edge. My first note is this is a weird mix of old guys and never was's. <laughs> John Morrison's intro is so involved. It <laughs> I was just sitting there. <laughs> what a fucking word for it. <laughs> it's so involved. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there watching that it. The, that's the funniest fucking descriptor I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, okay. His music hits, and I go, who the fuck is this? He comes out, and they have to, like, imagine being there watching it live. It's not in slow motion. So you do you watch the Titan Tron, which maybe is in slow motion, but, like, a half a second behind so that it can be in slow motion? And he stands there for probably five seconds with his hand in the air, and somebody does somebody run up with a fan? Like, what the fuck kind of it's level of so detail do you have to go through for this guy to just walk to the fucking ring to uh, wrestle? Oh my god, Brian, that's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've ever heard. It's so involved. That being said, I think he's a really good wrestler. <laughs> and I'm bummed he's not around anymore. Oh my god. Oh fuck, that's so funny. I didn't even... Oh fuck. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> it's so involved. Oh man. It's so funny to see guys like DiBiase Jr. and mm-hmm. go, yeah, this is, uh, let's see who uh, WWE is putting their money on. Uh, The Miz, mm-hmm. DiBiase Jr., uh, Morrison. Uh, it didn't, like, they, they wanted, I feel like they had this, like, drive to push young talent. Yeah. Like they do now, but they didn't have the talent to push. I agree. And they, or they didn't know how to push the yep. talent. Yeah. I think, I, I think this is really what we're seeing now in WWE is really the direct effect of Triple H. Yes, I, I, I agree. And I think there are people who would argue, but I would disagree with those people. I would too. Uh, I think, I think having an involvement of someone who can have some consistency works mm-hmm. because, hey, tell me a storyline Ted DiBiase Jr. was involved in with, go. Uh, he had that belt, which was his dad's. Uh, he came from money. Uh, he wrestled people. <laughs> there you go. And that's all we know about Ted DiBiase there Jr. You go. Um, WWE did not have an eye for who to put their money on at the no. time at all. I just, I just don't, this match is like so evident and it just reeks of like, who the fuck? I don't know. Uh, the Miz. Yeah. Throw him in there. Michael Cole trying to put, sell me on the Disgusting. Miz. Disgusting. I made a note of this and I'm like, I was like so disgusted by it in this match because I want... I want to make everyone who did that sit down in a room and go, look at what the fuck you did. <laughs> look at what you did. They just kept calling the future of Monday night. Isn't that nuts? No, he's not. Oh, God. Yeah. So Ugh. so I saw somebody had posted a picture uh, online that yeah. said, hey, The Miz returned last night at some house show. 
And the top comment, this was on Squared Circle, the, yeah. the, uh, the Reddit forum that we go to all the time. Uh, a picture of the Miz. He returned last night. The top comment. Where did he go somewhere? Yeah. He's been gone for like a month. Has he? Yeah. I didn't I I swear to god when I saw that picture posted, I went where where did he go? He hasn't been I, I don't think he's been around since just after just after WrestleMania right before um Is Extreme that? Rules. Oh, Extreme Rules. Oh, you might be because right. Because he was complaining about not being on TV. <laughs> cool, and then, man. And then he wrestled and then he, nobody <sighs> cared. Well, he went away. Yeah. So. Apparently, he's coming back. Well, it's just like the Big Show. Yeah. Yeah, right? The fuck? Big, big show, show returns this Friday. Big Show is gone? gone? <laughs> uh, Evan Bourne was only a smash for spots, which is fine. Good mm-hmm. for him. The crowd was behind him. Uh, he's the little guy, so it's nice. I love Evan Bourne. Yeah. I think he's still injured. Oh, really? I think so. Uh, I would love to see him come back, though. Me too. I, I know they have enough tiny white guys in WWE, but I would like to see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hanging DDT to Evan Bourne off the ladder was Jeez. awesome. Uh, because he just fucking planted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Henry pushing four men off of two ladders, I thought was really cool. It made me so nervous. Yeah, oh, oh, but, it, but it looked good, and then the commentary was stupid. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Um, Bourne's springboard onto Mark Henry mm-hmm. holding the ladder is like his balance thing, I thought Dude. was really cool. Mark Henry is, like, scary as hell, but then sells like a yep. fucking champ. He makes everyone look good. Yeah. He's good. Um... Maurice, Maurice, I don't know if it's Maurice or Maurice. I think it's Maurice. Yeah. I don't know. She climbed a ladder. This is why it's of note. That is the first woman in WWE history to ever climb a ladder on WWE television. And it has not happened since. Really? Isn't that fucking crazy? Wait, Lita? Is, yep, exactly. Never, never on TV. Isn't that fucking nuts? What? Isn't that crazy? That, that, I... I will believe it because I know you've done your research, but I can't believe it because that seems insane. That is crazy to me. Wow. So John Morrison helps her down off the ladder and makes her go away. But while while he's doing that, Ted DiBiase Jr. starts climbing the ladder behind him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a very funny spot. Yeah. Um, I have a note here, all capital letters. They are selling Miz so fucking hard. Me too. Oh my God. He is not the future of Monday night. My next note is Miz was really supposed to be the guy. Mm-hmm. somebody like there were meetings there were people going who's our next dude somebody said the miz and they were like going with it oh, miz was supposed to be the guy period that's it yeah it's really nuts to think about but that's what was supposed to happen they wanted him to be john cena yep they absolutely did crazy yep yep uh morrison rides uh rides a ladder to another ladder off that uh top turnbuckle spot where yeah. miz tried to launch him i thought that was pretty cool that was cool uh Mark Henry gets every finisher hit on him on the fucking outside. Dude. But that's like, again, that's like Big Show getting buried with ladders. He's It's just a way to take the big guy out so yeah. we can move on to yeah. the other guys going at it. I have another note. Why are there so many fucking ladders? And like, they're set up like upside down backwards propped together against ring posts. And it just seemed, hey, you know what? I'm going to use your word. It seems so fucking involved. Yeah. It was like... It's so intricate, there's no way it was happenstance. It it felt like they were trying to make you think that something was going to happen, yep. and then nothing was executed. Yep, I agree. Uh, the RKO to Jericho off the ladder when he was fighting with Edge, yeah. I thought that was probably the best spot in this match. I agree. Uh, because it was timed so well. Very there's clean. a great spot in Jericho and Randy Orton. Yep. Those guys have excellent timing, and together look great. Yep. Uh, the crowd loved Orton. 
That's well, his hometown. Yeah, I was gonna say they were in Kansas. Yeah, so. in like so no, so they're hey, born. hey Brian, they're Missouri, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, the crowd loved Orton, and then the Miz knocked Orton off the ladder, and he wins. Uh, what would happen off of this is that the Miz would try to cash in mm. several times against Sheamus. I re- I remember seeing these things over and over where Miz would try to cash in and then get stopped by some other wrestler would come in and like hit Sheamus or hit the Miz and then it would be like oh he didn't cash in it's kind of what they did with Zig- uh, Ziggler like a year ago oh right so it's like oh he almost cashed in but he didn't oh right, he almost cashed in he right. didn't in November Randy Orton had the title the Miz came in cashed in the crowd right. stunned because now the Miz is WWE champion right you ride that he held the title for six months you ride that all the way into Wrestlemania where the Miz main evented Brian, Brian, yeah, and won. The Miz Whoa. has won the main event at WrestleMania. He's won enough. So if you guys are ever thinking, how did this happen? Money in the Bank 2010. Whoa. There you go. Next we get uh, Cena Nexus Sheamus promo. Um, my only note of that little promo like video that mm-hmm. they had was that Wade Barrett has always been good on the mic. Yes. He he's just fucking dynamite. Yeah. I think he's incredible on the mic. For me, it was interesting to see a, uh, a similarity to the shield, mm-hmm. but again, without focus. Yep. Yeah. No focus. Again, directionless. You had seven people mm-hmm. or whatever on Nexus. How do you develop any number of those? None of you don't, you don't, you don't develop There's any too of them. many hey, of them. It's the, the leader pulls away. But what's really interesting is that all those guys, except Tarver, are still around. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So there you go. Well, where's David Otunga? Uh, he still is around, but he hasn't been on TV in a long time. Oh, okay. But he still has a contract. Yeah. It's because he's married to Jennifer Hudson, I think. Uh, yeah. There you go. But it, it was just weird, because you could see that they were trying to do this, like, faction thing. Yep. And I think they, they executed it better with The Shield. Again, mm-hmm. Triple H. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that. They were very much like The Shield, uh, coming in... Like running rough shot on everything. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. And I like. I thought um, the Nexus was interesting. It got me tuning in. Like when they tore up Raw. Yeah, I'm like, well, I gotta fucking see what this is. And then I saw they were feuding with John Cena, and I went, well, I know how the fuck this goes. What's the point? Yep. Like you know how it goes. What's the fucking point? Exactly. Whatever. Next we get uh, main event, which is John Cena, who is the challenger against Sheamus, who is the champion. This is a WWE title match to be defended in a steel cage. Where the door is padlocked. Yeah. Pinfall submission, climbing out of the cage only. Yep. Cannot go through the door. No involvement with Nexus. Or so you would think. Um, first note. Man, I don't care. <laughs> Second note. Sleeper hold. Why? This is so long. Third note. This match feels like punishment. Brian, any notes that you have to <laughs> oh, share? Yeah, I have a few. Uh, first note. I can't imagine this is going to be a boring match at all. <laughs> Second note, I can't tell what's more dull, the wrestling or the commentating. <laughs> Jesus. It's just like, what a fucking exercise in patience this match was. Hey, when we picked this pay-per-view, it's because I personally remembered all the high points of Kane coming in to cash in right. and those Money in the Bank matches, and I wanted to see the juxtaposition of where they are mm-hmm. then compared to now, I really uh, like personally apologize for making you guys watch this match. <laughs> no, I don't. Wow. Because I want people to see 
what WWE used to be four years ago, not so long ago, and how good it is now. Mm-hmm. Because it is such a better product now that when you complain about your, like, trivial pity shit, just watch Money in the Bank pay-per-view 2010. Mm-hmm. This was the first of its name, mm-hmm. and this is how shitty it was. I, yep. Like, now you have things like Payback, which, hey, for all intents and purposes, we don't consider a great pay-per-view necessarily. Right. Compared to this, stellar pay-per-view. Absolutely agree. So, I don't know what you guys want. We got a really good product on our hands right now. We had a cage match between two of the most boring wrestlers to watch, and there was a sleeper hold halfway that, through. That sleeper hold, like, really fucking killed me the watching it. The worst part about it, and this is what I was telling Eric when we were watching it, the worst part about this is that right when the heat was starting to come with a John Cena revival, it screechingly halts with Sheamus doing a goddamn sleeper hold. So I understand the mentality of the beginning of the match. You come off a hot match like the raw money in the bank. The crowd is really riding high, and you need to bring them down before you build them back up. Exactly. Unfortunately for this match, it never, ever Mm -mm. built back up. Period. Mm -mm. I thought that it started slow, in the middle it was slow, mm-hmm. and the end was slow. Yeah. Everything about this match said, we're going to have to trudge through this <laughs> to continue a storyline. Sorry, guys. That's it. The most entertaining part of this match was the referees. I agree. Not even Nexus. Mm-mm. The referees were the most entertaining part of this match. Stealing the bolt cutters throwing the keys and standing up to Nexus I thought was a cool little thing that you don't see referees have that dimension but they're trying to keep the order thought that was cool but ultimately you end with like Sheamus climbs out of the cage and wins on the Nexus distraction and then just hightails it he just he just ran and got chased it was really silly uh so the middle of this match and kind of like the I guess the uh, the comebacks and all this. Uh, Cena kicks out of the brogue kick. There's a big brogue kick. Yeah. Cena kicks out, and then Sheamus can't believe it. Sheamus goes to climb out of the cage, and then uh, he stops, and he's like, no, he like he John Cena's not down enough, whatever. Yeah. Matt Stryker says, it's all about respect with Sheamus. He wants John Cena to respect him. Matt Stryker, no, it's fucking not. It we, never was. We literally just watched a promo video where that's we just got shown that it was never about that Ever, 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 ever. At all. None of it was about respect. You're out of your fucking mind. Shut your mouth. That oh, that God. bothered me so much more than them joking around on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. and everything. It's like you you just had to say, you just said garbage to say garbage and knew nothing about what you were talking about. You just felt the need to speak to speak. Yeah. You didn't think about what you were trying to say as, like, yep. a, a story to the match. Nope. Which is why JR is such a great mm-hmm. commentator. You just spoke to speak. Yep. It's not about respect. Which is, which is what Matt Stryker was. Yeah. Matt Stryker was a man who spoke to speak. And people go, yeah, but he called the moves. Yeah, in a way that was really fucking stupid. Yeah. I really did not like Matt Stryker. Yep. As, the, as the event went on, I liked him less and less yep. and less. There were other events where I where I enjoyed him a little bit mm-hmm. more, but this one I thought he particularly stood out as like, like, you're not really doing this here, man. Who was his counterpart on SmackDown? Todd Grisham. That must have been a chore. That's why I didn't watch wrestling at this time. <laughs> it's the only time I took a break from wrestling was like 2008 to 2011. Man. Yeah, because it was not very good. Maybe mm-hmm. 2009. Um, John Cena kicks out of the Brogue Kick. Sheamus kicks out of the AA. 
Michael Cole saying, there's high drama in Kansas City to a deafeningly silent crowd. <laughs> then the, ex- the Nexus interfered. The refs fuck with him. And then Sheamus escaped. He runs off. Then John Cena goes bonkers and throws steel steps at Michael Tarver. And, uh, you, you know, John Cena's character is that he never does anything bad. You know, like Bray Wyatt's trying to bring out the animal in him, but it's just not there. And then he attacked all of the Nexus. Yeah. But at least he was uh, John Cena. Five Knuckle Shuffle, uh, AA. There you go. Good job. Okay, let's get to some emails from you guys. Uh, let's see. Christian says, oh, that's funny. Christian. <laughs> Where's Edge? <laughs> High five me on the microphone. Thank you. Hey, guys, you don't have to read everything on the podcast. I just wanted to get my thoughts down while watching. I wasn't watching wrestling at the time of this pay-per-view, so it's new to me. This pay-per-view is presented by Chris Angel Mind Freak. 2010 was a long time ago. I forgot he existed. We never forgot Chris Angel existed. Never. Never. We think about him every day. We constantly think about Chris Angel. Uh, Let's see. Money in the Bank match. Uh, Cody's mirror entrance was an early Tyler Breeze. Mm -hmm. Brian's point. Uh, He misses Kane's contacts. Ladders are steel, and they buckle under the big show. Steel. They're aluminum. Yep. This is so funny. Uh, it's a 350-pound ladder. No, it's that not. Was, that was pretty funny. Uh, there are so many ladders in the ring, so many boos for Drew McIntyre, and then Kane wins. Sheamus promo. His accent seems thicker. Hey, Christian. Good job. Thank you. I'm so glad that somebody else felt that way. Uh, Eve Torres and Diva... Uh, I'm sorry, Eve Torres and Alicia Fox Divas match. Couldn't do a DDT, so they did a moonsault, and then Alicia Fox wins. Mm-hmm. That's it. Swagger promo. Swagger lets his dad get chokeslammed and tombstoned. One-sided phone conversation and no respect for his mom. <laughs> uh, for the unified tag match, Usos don't have shiny shorts or face paint. What is with Tyson Kidd's hair? The throw to the Samoan drop needs to be done more. I absolutely agree yeah. with that. Uh, lazy sharpshooter and the hearts win. I, yeah, that's pretty much. Yep. There you go. Uh, World Heavyweight title match. The the belt looks giant on Ray. Ray seems to be selling the injury well. Uh, the uh, great DDT from that second rope. I agree. That was a really, really cool yeah, spot. it was. Uh, not sure what I think about the ending. Oh, I really like the ending. Mm-hmm. And then Kane cashing in the money in the bank was uh, cool. Oh, did Ray's head even hit the mat on that tombstone? No, it did not. Uh, women's title. Why is the women's championship shared? So if one of them loses the belt, do so they both give it up? This is a very good email, Christian. <laughs> Lake Cole wins. Stop being weird, Striker. This is a great email. You're yeah. absolutely, yeah. On point. 7-Eleven ad. Get a Slurpee. Okay. And uh, the raw money in the bank. Forgot DiBiase had the million dollar belt. Is the Morrison entrance slowed down? Is he really moving slow? It's slowed down. Yeah. It's involved. It's involved. Uh, Henry parting the ladders was nice. Marisi heading up the case ended better than I thought it would. Miz is the future. Oh, man. God damn. Nice pole vault by Morrison. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool spot. It was. What is DiBiase doing with all those ladders? Three finishers to Henry. Nice RKO to Jericho. Miz wins. You are living in my moment. That is what the Miz says? Yeah. He just wrote, you're living on my, in my moment. Dot, dot, dot. Four years later. Whoops. <laughs> uh, WWE Championship match. Not excited for this match. How long <laughs> does it take to choke out Cena? So when does the Nexus show up? Nice top rope bulldog. There is the Nexus. Ref stopped them from entering. Cena makes Sheamus tap out, but the ref is out. Sheamus wins while Cena uh, fights the Nexus. 
runs like a rabbit while chased by the Nexus, and Cena takes out this frustration on the Left Behind members. Mm-hmm. Uh, good email, Christian. I liked it. That, that is excellent. Here's Bill Murphy, lovable Bill. This is a doozy of a pay-per-view. Let's get started. First off, it's hilarious how much has changed in four years. This pay-per-view is just a mess of titles in the split <laughs> between Raw and SmackDown. I agree. This is a yeah. terrible time mm-hmm. for the split. It is not working. Mm-mm. Absolutely not working. Mm-mm. SmackDown Money in the Bank. The giant stuff with Big Show was interesting is how he was breaking ladders and had to get a big ladder, which in no way weighed 350 pounds. My favorite spot in the match was Kofi jumping off the top of the ladder, landing ass first on Drew McIntyre's chest through the Spanish announce table. That looked really cool. That, that boom drop was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that looked rad as fuck, and I can't imagine how bad it hurt. Also, all the ladders on the Big Show, that was good. Seamus promo. Holy shit, that fucking hair. Get it off my screen. <laughs> Divas match. <gasps> That was a thing. Some decent spots. Overall, forgettable. I agree. Most of this pay-per-view, I think that we're outside of the money in the bank and the champion. Like, they were just... Yeah. It was forgettable. Yeah. Poor Jack Swagger's father getting killed by Kane. I'm sorry. His name is Dad Swagger? Yeah. Uh, Tyson... Okay. Tag Team Titles Championship. Only note. Fuck Tyson Kid's hair. <laughs> uh... Jack Swagger versus Rey Mysterio. Great setup to an underdog match. I absolutely agree. Yes. I love the huge DDT Ray pull on Swagger. Great match. Easily my favorite match of the night. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Uh, King came out and killed a tiny man. Absolutely agree. Uh, good way to get the title off Ray. Yeah. Uh, women's Championship. Okay match, but what the fuck was the baby talk coming from the commentator at the end of the match? Jesus Christ. For once, Lawler was the biggest retard in the room. <laughs> uh. Raw money in the bank. Mark Henry had some great spots in this match, and he was looking great throughout it. That was his only note. Hmm. Cena and Sheamus. This match was so fucking boring. I had the hardest time watching it. There are a couple of spots I thought were interesting, like Cena carrying Sheamus up to the top of the cage, but otherwise there was nothing pulling me in. Yeah. Two boring-ass guys in a steel cage. Woo. <laughs> Overall, it was pretty. I was pretty bored throughout the pay-per-view. Some good stuff, just nothing that was pulling me in. Mm-mm. Watching it now made me made it so apparent how much of a mess it had been at the time with so many titles. People who yell for more titles now can go fuck themselves. Good point. Excellent point. And this, the point of watching this was getting excited for the next Money in the Bank, but showing you how fucking bad it was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, what a struggle. Agreed. Okay, let's see. 2010 was a time where I was not watching at all. This is from uh, Jose B. Not Jose. Jose B. Nice. Uh, so he was not watching at all. That said, it was interesting to watch because, uh, he came in cold to all the storylines. So, SmackDown Money in the Bank. Weird how much the crowd was popping for Big Show struggling with a big ladder getting into the ring. (laughs) Super weird to see Drew McIntyre taken seriously. Never realized how tall he was until they mentioned it. He's very tall. He is. Seeing Cody in this match makes me realize that most wrestlers look naked without knee pads or elbow pads. See, Titus O'Neil, Randy Orton at certain points. That, that's very true. One of the comments I made watching that match or had written down was he looked so weird. His tights were weird. Yeah, it's it's because there's no knee pads. It's it, not his, his tights were just kind of plain, mm-hmm. but it's no knee pads. And I also think the cut of his tights mm-hmm. were a lot more severe. Like, yeah. honestly, like they cupped around his dick and it looked <laughs> really weird and they were higher waisted. Thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> Seamus promo. Was the angle for Seamus Cena really Cena making fun of Seamus' beautiful Irish skin and his enemy accent? Yes, yeah, it was. It was. It, that, Sheamus was the heel, and Cena just made fun of the way he looked. Figure that out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, he's the heel. Why is Alicia Fox's theme basically Nelly's hot in here? That's a good question. I, I didn't know that. I didn't pay attention Nuh-uh. to that. This wasn't so bad. Eve catching the knees on a somersault looked good, and the scissor kick was solid. Mm-hmm. I agree. I thought this was the better of the two Divas matches. I agree. But 
I love Lakel. Me too. Kane recap. Poor Dad Swagger. He called him Dad Swagger! Yes! <laughs> Telling Mom to shut up is instant heel heat. Usos in the Heart Dynasty. Fuck Tyson Kidd's eyebrow and the third eye haircut. There you go. Third eye haircut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Swagger and Mysterio. Uh, 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 tie him to the porcupine tree. It's a fucking repost, Matt Stryker. As knowledgeable as Stryker seems wrestling-wise, he's a really annoying commentator. Even Cole and King seem put off by him. I agree. Mm -hmm. All of Rey Mysterio's tilt-a-whirls and Rana's look very convincing on Swagger because he's so big, and Rey was already showing his wear and tear. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, they didn't look convincing. I thought they looked fine. Lots Mm -hmm. of sloppy spots, not too keen on this match. Uh, I would agree with some sloppy spots. I think that's just the way American wrestlers maybe just don't really take, like, her Karana's the way that, like, the the timing is funny. Yeah. Uh... Kane and Rey Mysterio, Matt Stryker whispering, finish him, Kane, was amusing. Not much else to say here. Uh, did Kane somehow not turn heel after doing this? No, he was like in, in between, kind of like weird. He was just weird. Yeah. Layla versus Kelly Kelly, Jelly Belly, Smelly Kelly, 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 is how it's written. Okay. For as much as people talk shit about Kelly Kelly being an abominable wrestler, she wasn't absolutely god-awful. Kelly pulled out decent variety moves, and the spot where Layla trapped her legs in the apron was pretty cool. I agree. I yeah. think Lay Cool was awesome in this match. Uh, Raw Money in the Bank. Kind of upset I missed the uh, I missed out on Maurice's WWE tenure. Yeah, she was super hot. Sorry. Hey, side note, she's married to The Miz. Don't know if people know that. I didn't. There you go. <clears throat> Never seen that Mark Henry wipes his ass on the back of your head at high speed spot before. <laughs> Sexual chocolate high velocity. <laughs> this is probably my favorite match of the night. I actually didn't know who was going to win this coming in, so I was pretty engaged. More than anything, it was me wishing John Morrison would still be in the WWE. The guy's insanely athletic. Mm-hmm. He's like a souped-up RVD with a way better physique look and uh, size. Hope he makes a high-profile high comeback somewhere. Uh, that would be great. He still wrestles on the indies. Yeah. As John Morrison. Oh, really? He uses the name. How do you get that? I don't know. Maybe it's his real name. I don't know. Seamus and Cena. Skip through this match. Sorry. Couldn't care less about this weird, this uh, Seamus, Cena, ang- Nexus angle. I guess heel Sheamus is uh, an interesting, more interesting character, at least. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the same character, except for... <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Overall, can't say I regret not watching in 2010. Seeing Jack Swagger taken seriously was cool, along with John Morris and Evan Bourne, whose singles run in WWE's I missed. Otherwise, nothing really to write home about. Except Marisa. I agree. <laughs> I agree. We'll take one more, and then we got it. We're already running over time, guys. Uh, we'll take this last one from Alex. Alex C. Oh, very brief. This is good. Alex. He has real quick notes. Money in the Bank heavyweight championship match. That huge ladder made for some really fun moments. Yeah. I thought that was great. I really like the huge ladder. Me too. Heavyweight title match. Jack Swagger sure was boring before he was a real American. Good match, though. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't care about any of these divas. <laughs> Unified tag team titles match. Davey, Davey Boy Smith Jr. sure has fallen off since then. I saw him wrestle a few months ago in a hick town called Meadville, Pennsylvania. The motherfucking Bret Hart was at ringside with him, though, so no one booed him when he messed up and called it Medville, my mistake. Whoops. Wow. Yeah. Money in the Bank, uh, WWE, like the raw Money in the Bank. Yeah. (laughs) Haha, the Miz thinks he's the future, so does Michael Cole, apparently. (laughs) WWE title match, Sheamus sure can't cut a promo. That's it. Overall, 5 out of 10. Hey, Alex. Thank you for your email. Like, that brief is what we're looking for from you guys. You can run it down longer. Mm-hmm. You can keep it short like that. Either way, it works. But guys, we did it. 
We made it through. Money in the Bank 2010. Hopefully you learned your lesson about appreciate what you got because it could always be worse. It could It be could, so bad. It could always be Ted DiBiase Jr. coming back and having a feud with The Miz. It could be that. <laughs> it could be that. It could be. Yeah. But it's not. Yep. It's, it's semi-interesting feuds with semi-interesting characters and twists and turns that you're excited about because wrestling is a series of moments and we want you guys to be engaged currently. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you enjoyed it, Brian. How do you feel about go right WWE Money in the Bank 2010? What'd you think? Uh, I'm gonna go five out of ten. I'm gonna say six out of ten. I think it was better than that middle road. I think it was one better because I thought the Money in the Bank matches were good and Kane's cash in was excellent. All right, there you go. So that's gonna do it for our show, the Go Home Show, guys. You can get a hold of us on Twitter, Go Home Show. That's twitter.com at Go Home Show. <sighs> it's a long day. Yeah. Uh, hit us up on Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash gohomeshow. Uh, email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Uh, next week, we'll be back to our regular schedule and kind of keep it rolling on from there until we have some more stuff to uh, unveil for you guys, hopefully in the very near future. But uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think about Seth Rollins. What he What is he going to say this week? Seth Rollins turned on the shield, Brian. What's he going to say? I can't wait for Raw. I can't wait. I can't wait! Brian, anything else to add in... Uh, say to these folks i would say that thank you for listening to our show and you can go home